Welcome to King of Glory Lutheran Church Education Podcast. We are a Christian community of faith located in Williamsburg, Virginia. For more information, please visit us on the web at kogva.org. My name is Tara Wolf, and I'm the Director of Community Engagement here at King of Glory. I am not Mark, nor am I giving his presentation. Uh, He's being introduced at the beginning of all of our services this morning, and so he uh, is getting introduced right now, and then he'll be coming on in, uh, and then we will be hearing about uh, his work, his and his wife Megan's work in Uganda. Um, Just so you know, if you haven't been to Bible study before, I have a microphone, but it's not for your benefit. Uh, It's for the benefit of people online. So if you're like, I can't really hear any amplification, you can't. Uh, So that it's not just your hearing. Also, we are streaming and uh, recording this live. And so um, if you do have a question, which I encourage you to ask him questions, I encourage you to speak a little louder because our microphones, they're really good, uh, but they're up here. And so that people can hear you online as well. That helps us in this room for not, we don't have to run around. Larry does not have to run around <laughs> with the microphone. You're welcome, Larry. You, you get your exercise once a week on Wednesday morning for Bible study, right? Um, Larry Van Doren is our very faithful uh, streamer, podcaster, uh, you know, command central back there, making sure that we are online and uh, recording this. So Larry, thanks for being here this morning. I have a tradition of starting Bible study by having everyone say their first name. Um, We'll do that, and then if Mark wants, I don't know if he'll do that, but at least we'll all know who's in the room. Because even if you are wearing your nice name tag, if you have your back to somebody, they can't see your name. Yeah, you can flip it around, Pat, right? (laughs) Uh, So we'll go this way. We'll start with, I won't say your name, so you can say yourself. Yeah. Joni. Elizabeth. Holy. Mike. Ron. Becky. Nigel. Pat. John Linda. Barbara. Jordan. Larry. Terry. Karen. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. Wonderful. Thank you. And Larry. Wonderful. Thank you for being here. So just a little bit of a background um, so that you know, uh, we have been supporting Megan and Mark for a couple of years now. Um, they have been missionaries in Uganda for a few years. Before that, they were in Cary, North Carolina. So they're actually uh, products of our district, the Southeastern District. As for a reminder, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has 35 districts, 35 or 36 districts, and each of those districts are you know, composed of different places in the United States. We are in the Southeastern District, which runs from York, Pennsylvania, um, all the way down to South Carolina. Really just York and down. So uh, if you're like, what about the rest of Pennsylvania? We're not in that district. Um, So we have a very large district. We have the largest geographical district in the entire LCMS. And that's kind of exciting. What's also exciting is that they've come from Cary. Megan and I actually met. Now just hold on. Ready? This is going to be one of those Lutheran connections. Okay? So (laughs) Megan and I met at Camp Sunrise, which is in the Adirondacks of New York. That may ring some bells for those of you who have been here for a while because Pastor Larry McReynolds, not pastor then, uh, music director then, was our uh, director at Camp Sunrise in the Adirondacks of New York. And so Megan and I both know Larry back from, I know Larry since I was 10 or 11. Uh, Megan and I worked together for one summer. And then her DCE, I'm a DCE, Megan's a DCE, her DCE, she grew up in Colorado, became my program director at Cal in Concordia in California. 
so very small Lutheran world. And uh, for those of you who don't know, DC is Director of Christian Education. It's one of the rostered and commissioned minister positions in the LCMS. And so that's what I am. That's what Megan is. Uh, Mark is not, but he'll be telling you a little bit more about what he does. And so now they serve in Uganda, which is that if you don't know how small the Lutheran church is, I mean, it's large, it's too many people. But if you don't understand the small connection, that is a very small connection of how many people know each other um, in the LCMS. So, unfortunately, Megan can't be here. Uh, they, are, they are leaving, they're packing up and going back to Uganda. And so she's actually in Wisconsin. And um, although it would be fun, you know, to see friends again, Mark took Kicking Glory and uh, Megan took Wisconsin. Also, the last time they were here, two and a half years ago, Pastor Adam was here, uh, Pastor Adam Hanks, and Pastor Harmon was not here that morning or that weekend. And so I said to him, you're going to get to see Pastor Adam Hanks because Pastor came in for Barb McKenna's funeral. Hey, Mark, just tell him a little bit about our connection. Uh, and so he got to see Pastor Adam again, which and we haven't seen Pastor Adam in two and a half years. So a very small Lutheran world. I'm going to turn this over to you. So did you say that you know Megan from camp? I did. I did. Okay. Yes. They, we went that far back. I wanted to make sure. Yes. <laughs> I had the right story. Yes, we went that far back. Okay. You want to put that on? Sure. And I... Put those other two things at the end of your PowerPoint if you want to go there. Well, we'll just see. Okay. And I also can start the videos because I have a mouse, but you can do all of your. That that works? Mm, yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> we do use microphones in Uganda, but I don't. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I am Mark Manti, and my wife is Megan, and we are your LCMS missionaries serving in Uganda. So I want to take you through a little bit of information. Who was here last time? I was here maybe three years ago. It was you. One person was you. That's Would great. You remember me? No, of course I do. So Uganda is a, a small country in eastern Africa that's part of the LCMS's East African Mission Field. And that includes Ethiopia, Kenya, Tanzania, uh, and South Africa. Now they're the LCMS is partnering with church bodies uh, in, in many other countries, uh, but we only have missionaries currently in Ethiopia, Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania. Okay? So basically, uh, I said in service earlier, this is pioneer work for the Lutheran Church of Uganda, and that means they're doing the church planting. They're doing the evangelizing. They're going out and bringing Christ to people. Now, what does the LCMS do? Well, we support uh, the people that are doing that by training the leaders. So there are seminaries in every one of these countries I've just named that we support by providing training and theological education, because that's what the LCMS is known for. Okay, so that's kind of how we interact. So uh, we do that through 13 missionary families that uh, also have about 30 missionary kids that are on these various fields. Now in our field, there's Megan and myself. There is a geo-missionary named Rachel who support, is at a primary school as a religious education teacher. And then we just got uh, a pastor from Wisconsin who's a theological educator at our seminary, So uh, and his wife also. So our field has expanded since I came to visit King of Glory last time. 
So here's a picture of Uganda, and I want you to know, uh, this is so much better map than the one I have on my table. Uh, I think I'll get rid of that one. Uh, but where we live is Jinja, and that's at the, the north end of Lake Victoria. Now, Jinja is somewhat uh, of a popular place because that's where the source of the River Nile is. Now, um, Megan's dad is an LCMS pastor, and uh, he, he's a, a really great guy. They now live in New Mexico. And Megan rafted the Nile. She's a real adventurer. And uh, she calls home to Pastor Flannery and says, Dad, I rafted the Nile. It was great. You wouldn't believe it. And he said, well, Megan, that's great, but Noah did it first. I'm sorry, Moses did it first. <laughs> I almost messed up my own joke. <laughs> but anyway, this is where we live in Jinja, and just uh, out 15 miles out of town is where the seminary is that was started uh, three years ago. We're, we just started our fourth semester. Now, the thing I can tell you about Uganda, it's probably like Virginia. There's different kinds of people in different regions. And because of that, the Lutheran Church of Uganda has uh, six different districts, kind of like the, we do here in the U.S. And each one of them has uh, been serving to extend the gospel. And uh, each one of these, uh, there's over 45 languages. I forgot to tell you that. So having these men in different places where they're from serving makes a lot of sense because they know the people. They look like a neighbor. They speak all the languages. So they're able to do that better than we would as missionaries that have been in the country for two and a half years. Now, uh, I'm really informal, and I'm not a teacher. So if anybody has a question or a comment, or you'd like to correct me, it's very okay. Just start talking. I mean, Mark, do you want to explain the difference between geo-missionary and... They don't, they don't know. Yeah. yeah, well, there's two kinds of missionaries. Well, two kinds. <laughs> There's uh, two different positions for um, missionaries within the LCMS. So there's career, and then there's also GEO, and it's globally engaged in outreach. And that would be a two-year missionary. And uh, a lot of times people think of that as someone who is just getting out of college and feels called to serve in that way. Uh, but also I think there's other folks that... Uh, are engaging in the work that way. Sometimes our seminary professors from St. Louis or Fort Wayne sometimes feel like they'd like to teach in a foreign field. So they don't get that geo title, but they kind of do that work. So it's, it's not just for young people, people, whatever. It's for everyone. And then there's career, and you can either be a rostered worker like Tara, or you could be a layperson <laughs> like me. Okay, so there's some way to serve if you want to leave the Williamsburg area for everyone. That answer? What is your background? Oh boy, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I'd love to tell you about it. Now, my parents are uh, going to be here, I think, at 11 o'clock, so you can ask them if I'm telling the truth. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'll talk about myself first. Uh, I had a 20 year career in our family business. Uh, my dad uh, owned and operated some shoe stores for 50 years. And so I worked with him out of school and uh, never thought once about uh, working outside my church walls. It's very easy to be a church member and we, we work on different things and try to support outreach. Uh, but I never thought that I would be 
uh, a church worker, a missionary of any kind. You know, we're all missionaries. We just don't think that way. So I also was one of those ones. Well, I go to church. I support my church and my pastor. I think that's it. Okay, so um, at the end of my dad's career, which was a couple years ago, uh, I needed to find out what something to do. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. So Megan's always wanted to be a missionary. I didn't, she didn't tell me that when we got married. <laughs> so uh, she said, what do, you, what do you say if we just go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, apply? There's only like seven psychological exams you have to take. So uh, I was like, yeah, okay, let's do that. I, I don't, let's see what, what God has for us. Because uh, I know probably everyone in the room has prayed, God, use me for whatever it is. And I've prayed that same prayer, and I, I did it this morning. Because we want to be used somehow. So, um, a couple years ago, we did that. They said, okay, uh, our area director is from our home church in Cary, so we happen to know him. Uh, so the first place we were considered for was Uganda, because then we would work for that guy that we know. And uh, had an interview, and they said, okay. So well, that's the short version of that uh, that process, but uh, my uh, training is a, as an economist, and I would like to get a master's in accountancy if I have time, but I work's pretty busy. So let's go back to Megan. I like to talk about her better, and uh, Megan's a DCE. She went to Concordia, Portland, and she's also a mental health counselor, so she has a master's there and has served in a domestic violence shelter down in Raleigh for ladies, and uh, that's where she was working in a call at a church there, Resurrection, uh, when we went through this process. Now, what's interesting about that is uh, she provides training that's probably not got anywhere in Africa because uh, domestic violence, substance abuse, uh, depression, all these things occur in people all over the world. There's just not any training there or uh, system to get help. So she's teaching these seminarians, you see a couple heads there, of how they're going to care for people that are hurting in this way. And then a pastor comes into that class and teaches the, the theology part of how they're going to extend the gospel and bring those people closer to Christ. Any questions about Megan? I'd love to talk about her for at least 20 more minutes. <laughs> is she able to communicate? I mean, English is a common language? Or well, yeah. That's great. I'm glad you uh, uncovered that. So uh, English is the national language of Uganda, uh, if you've been to school. But there's 42 or so uh, tribal languages. Uh, Swahili was the language of Idi Amin. So nobody uses Swahili except for people in the military or people that from very remote places in Uganda. So in the seminary, the, the, the common language is English. So in one of her classes, there could be seven or eight different languages. And then these guys are learning Greek and Hebrew. Tough. Uh, we've also got some refugee students that are from South Sudan, and they speak a nihilistic language like the people of the Middle East. So uh, they're the first ones that say, we don't need Greek or Hebrew. We have English. The Bible's in English. We're done. But that's not, that's not how it works. So uh, the, the, English, the, the teaching language is English, and also all of our materials are Concordia CPH materials. 
And all of the pastors in Uganda were trained by LC Misk people. So uh, they're trying to duplicate that sound theological training that they've gotten from other seminaries here in Uganda. So I said a little bit about what I, where I came from, and what I do is uh, I help to manage this seminary. So we've got about 60 students. We serve about 120 meals a day. They all live there. It's a residential program. So uh, I assist the church in, uh, in operating all this stuff. We have a staff of about 15 people. Uh, all that has to be coordinated. And I do that uh, because these two guys I'm standing with are both uh, pastors. They don't have time. Uh, the guy in the middle there, his name is Reverend Peter Maganda. And he has uh, a beautiful family of four kids. Uh, but he also is the dean of students. He's the district president. And he has seven congregations. So because of that, he doesn't have time to see if we have enough beans for lunch. The other guy's name is Reverend Emmanuel. Uh, he's uh, got a bunch of different roles as well. Uh, but the average for these guys is about six or seven congregations. So because of that, they just don't have time uh, to do that small stuff. And I, I'm pretty good at it. So I'm glad to serve. Now, uh, some places, uh, missionaries don't always engage with the local church. But I'm here to tell you, the LCU uh, partners with us. We partner with them all the time. So we go out to uh, churches all over Uganda to help encourage uh, the people there and to support them in their work. Uh, you'll notice two guys with white shirts behind us. They're seminarians. Uh, who go out on the weekends to hold worship. And so we, had, on uh, this occasion, went out with them uh, to support them in leading worship. Now, the lady that I, is shaking my hand is smiling because she's teaching me the language right there. And I wish I could remember every time somebody taught me some words, because uh, this place is in the southwest, and their language is completely different than where, where we live in the east. So we are very enmeshed with the church in Uganda. Oftentimes, pastors, this is Reverend Maganda again, he's a really busy guy. Uh, oftentimes they do teaching workshops uh, on weekends. So they'll uh, get a, a place under a tree, <coughs> a tent, some kind of a school building, and that's where they'll, uh, they'll teach the catechism. Uh, people in Uganda love to use the catechism for a training tool because it points people to the Bible. It's just got the question and answer format, and then it'll just show the verses where it comes from. Very easy, uh, and so this is a, a time when uh, that has happened, and uh, many people uh, join the, the family of Christ through baptism, and also start their journey into confirmation that way. So uh, we're, we're glad that they're able to do that work. I was trying to take you on a ride to the seminary. <laughs> Hey! So now we're there, and uh, the thing about the seminary is it's a big it's a big uh, undertaking to start a thing like that. I think if we go into history of the LCMS, uh, our seminary started at a log cabin somewhere. So uh, this is a kind of a big deal. But there's 29 pastors in the Lutheran Church of Uganda to cover about 150 congregations. And that doesn't count the evangelism stations or 
uh, any places that are being formed as a congregation. And so they knew, we just need more workers. And they, don't, they didn't want to go to the outside. Please, LCMS, send us a bunch of pastors to start our church. They didn't want that. They wanted to do it themselves. So they needed to start a seminary. So we're there now. And when we first came, it looked like that. Now, uh, earlier in service, uh, I met a nice lady from the LWML, or works with the LWML. Back here is a library, and that was part of a national grant in 2015, number nine, for the LWML, and we're so thankful for partners like that. Uh, because these structures and books and the things we need to train people are so, so expensive. And so to have this partnership where we can work together to accomplish it really means a lot to us and the church uh, there in Uganda. So I love HGTV. Does anybody watch it? They always have these before and afters. So there's the before, and there's the after. We were able to finish those buildings. The cool thing about the LCU is that the way it was before, it was totally usable, and people were being trained. They didn't really need to get to this level, but it's nice if they can. So the place where they're learning, the classrooms, still is very raw, cement block, wood roof, no frills. But the thing I want you to know is men are being trained to take out the gospel out to the borders and beyond of Uganda. Now in the future, they're going to have a deaconess program. They're very serious about deaconess ministry. And uh, they're also going to add uh, health workers to that. So this campus is going to be able to touch a lot of different areas. So there's kind of a far away shot. And that kind of gives you an idea of what we're looking at here. And uh, hopefully at the end, I don't want to take up too much of your time, uh, but I want to show you this building with no roof. That's the chapel. And in this part of the world, just like many other, having a church structure is really important. Because there's two, on either end of this property are mosques. There's, uh, some, some people believe it's the goal of uh, uh, many of these uh, Islamic groups to build a mosque every 10 kilometers in Uganda, if people go to it or not. And so because of that, uh, it's very important that the people also see the work and the outreach of the Luther Church of Uganda and what they're doing. Okay. So I hope to be able to get to that, but that's what we're working on right now. We also have a 16-acre garden, so I'm doing some gardening, and I never, uh, I have some roots uh, in Nebraska and Iowa, but I've never, you know, been a farmer myself, but I sure have learned quite a lot about it in two and a half years. So the purpose uh, of the farm is, number one, it provides the bulk of the food for the seminarians. Uh, the second thing it's doing, uh, you'll see a guy there with a light-colored shirt. He's a seminarian from the north. Uh, and they, they don't do as much farming as they do in the east. So he's learning a skill that he's going to help uh, feed his family when he returns back to his uh, congregation. The third thing is we are uh, able to use this land for test plots. Uh, Ugandans don't really try things. They do what they know will produce. So in this way, we're able to take a chance, what I, they might call take a chance, on this land and plant something different. Vegetables, fruits, uh, different kinds of trees. And then also the, the last thing that the farm does is they always lean a little, leave a little bit of harvest for gleaning. 
if people don't have, they can come and get a little something to help them uh, move on to the next season. So those are kind of the purposes and the outreach of the farm. I had no idea I was going to be doing that. <laughs> so here we have the seminarians. Can anybody guess the age range? The guy in the, the blue shirt is 70. The, uh, the guy in the red, he's, I think he's 20. That, we might have a guy a little younger than that, but usually uh, not. Um, but there's a huge range, and, and that's just a testament to the Lutheran Church of Uganda will, knows that God will use everyone. There's no uh, too many kids, too old, uh, from too far in the village. They're all going to be used as part of the body of Christ. And uh, the guy in the back there is one of those South Sudanese refugee students. And uh, I want you to know they're from an Anglican church body. But they know the sound theology that's available through the Lutheran church. And they're training their people with this seminary because they don't have access to any training. So I think that's pretty cool. So here's our Ugandan mother, Jane. And Megan is standing next to her in a traditional uh, Ugandan dress called a gomasi. And uh, this particular day was a little sad for us because we were invited to a burial. Now, I lived the most of my life in Wilmington, North Carolina. And unless you really know a family or the person, you don't go to burials. But in this culture, everyone is together, very connected. So because of that, we were invited. Luckily, Megan borrowed that dress from Jane because we didn't come off the plane with that. Now, um, this is kind of how the church uh, evangelizes and tells people about Jesus. Because they're so connected, they can go door to door very easily. Like when I think of what we've done in Cary, uh, we would never think of doing that. We'd have a... We'd probably have a meal and invite the neighborhood to come or something like that. Maybe some people would come. But in this culture, because everyone's so connected, you can just go right up to the door. And people will stop what they're doing, and they want to hear what you have to say. So then they bring out the benches. They bring out the tea. They bring out something. And then you, you start, to, they want to hear what you have to offer. And you can invite them to the church. You can ask them to pray together. You know, I was in a, uh, I shared an Uber here in the United States, and a guy said uh, to the driver that he was uh, going somewhere, a family member was sick or uh, in the hospital, and the driver says to you, the, the guy that was, I was sharing the Uber with, well, can, can I pray for you? And the guy said, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather have a sweet potato cry from the lady on the plane. But, uh, so that was really surprising to me because here in Uganda, everyone will accept a prayer. Everyone. So that's uh, one of the reasons that this type of evangelism works for them is that everyone wants to hear from the visitor. Everyone wants to, will accept a prayer. Okay. So it's not that they do it better. It's just different. 
So here we are at a, uh, a local church, and this is when we were welcoming Rachel, the teacher uh, I mentioned, who is a geo-missionary serving at this church school. And the, uh, the worship leader, who is a vicar there with the tie, his name is Tori Bosco, and he looks like he's about to jump out of his skin. And the reason for that is he's so happy. Megan was doing her introduction in the local language. So she has her cheat sheet, and if you look, I have my phone back behind my hand. <laughs> uh, but that, I just wanted you to see that because this is how uh, enmeshed we are with these, with these people and genuinely serving their needs and how they want to build the church in Uganda. Now here, how many missionaries are in this picture? Okay, I'll take four, but I'll take three uh, also. And the, the reason I'm saying that is that Reverend James is the, uh, the pastor there baptizing the baby, uh, and he's from the north. So the area they're in is the uh, far east, and that's right on the border of Kenya. The guy in the picture there, on the, you can barely see his face, that's, uh, we call him Uncle Nicholas. He's the, the reverend of the far east, the one in that part of the, the country. And uh, they went door to door to do that evangelism, and they came on a family uh, that had six children. And after talking with them for a while, uh, Reverend James and Reverend Nicholas could tell that none of these kids had been baptized. And they asked the lady why. And of course, Reverend Nicholas has to translate, because both these other missionaries in the picture don't speak the language. So they asked why. And the lady said, well, the local Anglican church or Catholic church or whichever church you want to call it charges for baptism. And then Reverend James there says, well, show me in the Bible where it says we pay. Well, it's not there. So what did they do? They wanted to baptize those children into the family of Christ. What do we need? Water. So they dumped the laundry out of that bowl got some water, and they baptized those kids. This uh, baby there, that other missionary, that's Megan. That's the Megan of the Far East. Uh, when uh, Ugandans are baptized, they get a Christian name. I was just saying to uh, a guy in the choir, we used to call our names Christian names. And that's a, a statement of faith right there. Well, I'm not sure what that baby's other three names are, but I know her Christian name is Megan, and she's going to tell that to people for the rest of her life. That's a pretty cool story. They have a statement of faith, even in their name. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to incorporate, incorporate that on my way back to Dallas. We'll see. So now we're going to play a song. And this is a song for the end of worship, saying, God be with you until you return. And this is in Lusoga, the language of Eastern Uganda. And we're here at a commencement of the seminary. So these are all seminarians uh, singing. And they're very Lutheran. That's as much motion as we do. <laughs> so uh, I think I'm going to tap out of this and maybe we look at these other pictures because we have a, a little video from the student Cleophas uh, that I would like for you to see. That's at the very end. I put at the very end of the PowerPoint. 
go here. Okay, so let's do this part first. So uh, Megan and I really appreciate the partnership <laughs> and King of Glory going with us. If it weren't for folks like you and communities like this, we wouldn't be able to go at all. So we really appreciate being the hands and feet of King of Glory. Now, uh, we've got our email addresses there and also a Facebook group. Um, if you'd like to know what's happening on the mission field, that Facebook group is going to be your best outlet. But there's also a place there you can sign up for a newsletter, if you like. Now, uh, I don't uh, usually take uh, Facebook friends from my personal Facebook, but if you'd like to, you can. And the reason for that is um, sometimes in different cultures, Facebook group friends are used for appeals. So because of that, I protect the people I know in America by not having friends. <laughs> but if you want to know what's happening in Uganda, this mission-minded Manti's page is the best one. Now, part of, the cool thing about a partnership is it goes both ways. So what I'd like to challenge this group into doing is using us as part of your ministry here. So what, what do I mean by that? We've uh, been lucky that we do have a reliable internet. We have uh, actually uh, Skyped into a sermon in Maryland before. Uh, luckily, it's 5 p.m. when you're worshiping for us, so it's real easy. Um, but if we could be a part of this Bible study and somehow add something from the mission field, we, we'd be more than happy to use technology to do that. Uh, we've been part of VBSs. Did you do the ROAR? We did ROAR. Yeah. Okay, so every day I did, so we did some little statement to go with the opening of ROAR. And videos are not my favorite. It's driving me crazy that I'm videoed right now. <laughs> um, but it's easier when you're here in the room with me. Like when you're wanting the camera on you, it's very difficult. But we can do that. So challenge us that way also. Um, of course, we always appreciate your prayers and your support. And so, again, you guys sent us there, and we're going to ask you to consider to keep us there. So thank you for that. Uh, and I guess we're the stuff was added on to the end. Yeah, I put it in the end. Okay. So here's Cleophas, and now he's got a degree as an agriculturalist, but he felt called to serve as a pastor. So he's uh, now in his third year. He's a vicar in the Midwest of Uganda, and just like the Midwest of the United States, they've got corn as far as you can see. Uh, and he's there serving uh, with a couple other vicars. And uh, Megan recorded this, didn't give him a script, just basically, what would you like to tell people? So at the end, I'll translate English to English if you'd like. <laughs> Hi, I'm my name is Brother Dorfus. I am from Midwestern region. Uh, I am in year two class. Uh, I love serving the road and, and I also like visiting places for evangelism, teaching, teaching, teaching the congregants. So pretty cool. That's what he came up with to share with you, kind of on the spot. Mm -hmm. And he's so excited that it's kind of affected his speech a little bit. But uh, he's a really smart guy, 
and very, uh, very passionate about serving, uh, serving people there in Uganda. So we're glad to, to work alongside them. Now, uh, a project manager can't really live without a project. So uh, the project that we're working on currently is this chapel building. So now the base structure was uh, provided uh, through partnership with a uh, LCMS congregation in Texas. Uh, but they weren't able to finish it. And that's the Ugandans are very okay with that. That's kind of how building works. You build, and then when you're out of resources, you wait. Figure out something else, you start again. So does anybody here know about Mission Central? They do. Okay. They just don't know. Okay. You may, yeah. Brent came out. Um, Good. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Three months ago, four months ago. Great. Um, yeah. So, LWML uh, certainly knows So, uh, I'm, my uh, dad was born in a town like 15 miles away from there in Iowa. So, because of that, I speak Iowan. <laughs> and uh, the people there at Mission Central in Iowa and I work together on projects. So, Mission Central uh, raises money to support missionaries, and uh, I would say almost no missionaries could go to the field without the work of that group. Okay? Very important. But they also um, raise support for projects. So this building, the, the structure part, was extended, you know, let's say from here to here, and then all the internal stuff, and then there's a, a graduation stage on the backside that's being built because of the work of Mission Central. They found a group that was interested in supporting this work in Uganda, and so uh, now it is being built. Okay? Now, has anyone ever heard of the LCMS Tin Roof Project? Okay, great. There's the biggest tin roof in Africa, so by five times. So what happens there is church bodies can apply to uh, the LCMS for help with uh, roofing. Roofing is expensive in Africa. So what that requires is that the church build their own bricks, build their foundation, come up with an a engineered plan of what they want, and once they've done that, the LCMS will help them with the roofing materials, and then they have to return with accountability or some kind of financial reporting so we know what happened, okay? So uh, working with the LCU, we were able to do that, and now we're going to be roofing this building. Again, there's mosques on both sides of this property. Uh, people also need to know that uh, uh, the LCU is here, and this is uh, a ministry outreach. So they've had their national youth gathering on this property. Once a year, they like to get all the youth of Uganda that can make it, to come there, they don't use NYG the name, but that's what it is basically. So uh, this property is used for more than just seminary training. And again, they're going to include uh, Deaconess program and also trying to to get some uh, health training there also. So those are some of the outreaches of the church, uh, as as well as we're in sacrament. So now it's your turn. What else can I tell you about Uganda and I was I was going to tell you we we've done several trips to Uganda doing mission mission work but how'd I do? 
You did great. <laughs> and the ginger many times. Ginger well, many times. You're welcome to my house. Get it done enough. Every person here is very welcome. So there's never anyone saying, no, you can't come over. But what so. I wanted to tell you is just this week, uh, our the lady that we do mission work through um, put an article up that Ugandans were uh, nominated as the friendliest people in the world. Oh, wow. I've heard they that. are. They're just amazing that. people. It's very, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it makes it a little easier. And the other thing that uh, I was speaking with this gentleman about, uh, sort of, is that we're so blessed to work with a church host. We're not going there on our own to figure out everything. We're supporting this ministry. These guys already know how to reach the people of Uganda and how to spread the gospel. So it's such a leg up. I don't have to learn how to find, go through the government processes. I don't have to figure out how to rent a house. These guys helped me do it. But then what they did was they said, if anybody else comes, now you're on the hook. So I've had to do, we've had to do it twice for the new people that have come through the LCMS. So we're so thankful for them. You mentioned some type of um, competition, if you will, with the uh, uh, Islamic faith. Is that right? Let me tell you. Whoa, go ahead and finish, and I'll... I'll... And, and how is that playing out? Well, uh, what I've heard, that's a, one issue that I have, is it's all hear, hearsay. And I don't like to do guesswork. But I can tell you that what I've heard from more than one person is that outside sources in Islamic faith... And we'll send money for any to anywhere that will build a mosque, and they don't ask for any response. They don't want to even are not concerned if one person worships from there. They just want those mosques to be everywhere. So uh, it's definitely a statement. Look what we've done, kind of a thing, and they just want to have that presence. So, like I said, I think they're trying to build one every ten kilometers, and. Uh, there's nobody that can keep up with that. But what we do have is uh, Christ uh, on our side. We do have God's word in the Bible. And, uh, you know, when people hear that, they hear the truth there, uh, it's very easy for them to make, see that, you know, this is, this is what we need to be focusing on. So we have seen a lot more uh, Muslim action in Uganda since we've been there. And uh, I think that we just have to continue to support the, sure. the church, and there it's going to work itself out. God can do it. Absolutely. Sir? What percentage of the population in Uganda is Christian? Well, I think uh, it's probably like the United States, where a high percentage says they're Christians, but then maybe they don't go to church. Or uh, the Church of Uganda is the Anglican Church. So what we see is when government and churches combine, people run away. <laughs> At least that's what it's done in, in Europe. So uh, the Catholic Church is there. The Anglican Church has been there for a long time. So I think people might say, oh, I'm Anglican or I'm Catholic. But if you don't go to church, if you're not a part of that, uh, if it's just something that you do two times a year for Easter and Christmas, uh, I would say you're unchurched. Uh, but there are also uh, places that are uh, more rural, where there are unchurched or like local. Um, <coughs> what do you call it? Would it? Maybe I'd call animist. Where they might worship ancestors or other type languages, or I'm sorry, religions like that. 
And that's where an LCU is really good at going to these places that are hard to reach. And they're really good at ministering to folks in those areas. What their next challenge is, is urban ministry. And I think here in America, it's also difficult to, uh, to start churches and to spread in urban areas. So that would be the next thing. So the capital of uh, Uganda has about 8 million people in it now. So if they could, you know, somehow they have one church there, uh, that will be the next the next thing. But it's really cool next uh, May or June where they're going to graduate 19 seminarians. So they're almost going to be able to double their pastors when all those guys are ordained. So uh, we're really thankful for what God's doing there. Question on logistics: How, how does one get tin roofing uh, to this site? I mean, does well, it shipped into? Um, luckily, everybody uses tin roof roofing for everything. So my house has tin roofs on it. It's a cement block house, just like this structure. So it just comes on a what they call a tipper. That's a dump truck. <laughs> so there's plenty of factories that make uh, those things, uh, just like bricks. Now, what I've learned. Since I've been there, is there's a lot of different kinds of bricks. Has anybody ever brought brick here in America? You just kind of tell them how much you want, what color it needs to be. And then the guys that put it up usually mix it, or if it's one color, they just put it up and go. Well, in Uganda, they usually bring out samples. And from that, you buy a tipper load, and that's 1,770 bricks. And each time you get a load of bricks, they test them or look at them to see if it's the one they want. So um, rebar is the same way. So when they put these iron bars in the walls, when they're forming them, there are some that are stronger than others, some that are thicker than others. All these materials have to be selected. Now when you see these steel, um, these are steel trusses, those are welded on site. A guy, the, these, these construction workers, they live there, they camp out, and they work on this thing as long as the sun's up. So it's just totally different. The learning curve for me is so steep. I had no idea what I was getting into. And uh, oftentimes, I'm sure, uh, you wonder, how's God going to use me today? Well, I, sure, I can't tell you that even today. I don't know what, when I go back what I'm going to do. But this is something that we're working on. And uh, we're really looking forward to uh, putting it into practice. Like that when I come back... Uh, I want you to see this mural that's on the inside. A lot of people are very artistic. And uh, they've uh, painted a mural on this far end where the altar is going to be of uh, the Last Supper. And it's just, just such a blessing to see that. Somebody just uh, painted that on this bare cement wall. And that's going to be a part of their worship space. Pretty cool. We're going to try to get a projector in there. Maybe we'll call that part of the... Church came glory. <laughs> Just curious about the schedule for the students. Do they come for an extended period of time over like multiple years? Or well, it's basically it's somewhat like our seminary here because that's what everybody's used to. Um, they come in uh, late July and then they go home uh, halfway, like they have a mid-semester break for two weeks and then they go home for holiday over December. Now, uh, December and January, they come back in February. But when they go home, their pastors in their home regions or their district president puts them to work. They don't get to 
go home, like when I was a college student, or Megan used this example of doing laundry for three weeks. It's not like that. Uh, these guys are put to work. They also have to earn some money to support their families. So everybody has a garden. Uh, uh, people have other jobs that they do. Or maybe some of them are construction workers. So uh, we have one seminarian in his fourth year that has 10 kids. So he's got to do stuff in his off time to advance ministry, but also do something to put something aside. Now all these guys are sent by congregations. It's a little different than here. So when they are done, they go back and serve that place. And now when they're gone, it's the obligation of that community to help that family. Because the, you know, the father is gone right now. I don't want to single out women. Women are very much a part of the, the plan of this church body. But at this time, that's what we're doing. Thank you. Thank you, too. So this guy even knows uh, a Ugandan pastor. One of 29 in the world. So such a small world is what he's proved to me today. And he knows all three of the guys. The guy has three names. He knows them all. It's awesome. So uh, you just never know how we're all connected. And uh, it's because we're a part of the body of Christ that all of this happens. It's amazing. What else can I tell you? Oh, I forgot to tell you, I teach computer skills. They wouldn't let anybody not teach something. We only have... Uh, uh, two full-time lecturers, and then we have, well, Megan's, Megan's the second one. The Dean of Students teaches some classes. Uh, and then we have five pastors we transport in and out every week. So they come for maybe two days and teach, and we send them back to where their uh, churches are. And because of that, the bishop has said that any American can teach a computer class. The issue for me is there's no computers. <laughs> so uh, YouTube that. Uh, there are some people in West Africa doing it, and I took some cues from them. But what they do is they draw the keyboard on the blackboard, and they just show from there what all the things are. Uh, I've got uh, somebody donated a projector, so I use that on the wall, and I let them come up, and we do like a uh, physical time where everybody does some typing and different stuff on my computer. And then we uh, were able to find some books, and we do theory for the rest of the time. So computers with no computers. So that's my other job. I, I don't usually mention that because I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> but it's important because computers are a, uh, a communication tool. And for this culture, communication is so important. Like they, Cell phone use is uh, as high or higher than, than here in America. People don't text. They want to hear. They want to talk. So uh, it's kind of like uh, we're almost forcing all the emails because their their way is to talk or even better, face-to-face. -face. And then there has to be a meal. So it's <laughs> all right. Yes, ma'am? Is the Lutheran Church of Uganda independent or is it report to uh, Missouri Synod? It's independent, and right now we call them a host church. They're our host church. So they've applied for partnership or fellowship with LCMS, and that will probably be voted on for the next convention. So like the, the church in Kenya, Evangel Evangelistic Luther Church of Kenya, is a partner of the LCMS. So there is a distinction there. And it's very important for uh, these young church bodies. These guys have only been around since the early 90s to partner with the LCMS because of the strong theology 
and what we stand for. So that's really important that they're identified that way. Now, uh, Elka is around in Africa. Uh, there's all different, uh, several different uh, European Lutheran groups, but this LCU only wants to work with LCMS. So they were brought to uh, Uganda by the Lutheran Church of Ghana, and that's a church that the LCMS has worked with for decades. So that the church in Ghana sent Ghanese over to Uganda to help start the church. And then the, uh, the missionary from Ghana married the sister of the bishop of our now bishop. So now they're related. Ghana's <laughs> uh, West Africa. Yes. And Lutheran Hour is part of that. So Lutheran Hour is definitely in Uganda. And that was part of how it all got started. So uh, having Lutheran Hour in the country... Uh, their programming and also their expertise is kind of along with the Ghana, the folks from Ghana is how it all got started. So, and again, I thank you very much for your prayers and support. Megan and I would not be there if it weren't for you guys. And I brought some some prayer cards if you want to take a picture. You can even fold my part over. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but just to give you a reminder of what what you're a part of. Is great. So I thank you. Any more questions? I can keep going. It's nice to be able to come back because we uh, were here maybe three years ago, and then um, we can come back again uh, at the end of twenty, early twenty-one. Okay. And so maybe there'll be something else. Uh, I can't imagine nineteen pastors being ordained all at once. So uh, usually they do it at their home congregation, but because of logistics uh, of moving everybody around, I'm sure they, they probably won't. The other thing is a lot of these guys, uh, they have to be married in the church before they can be ordained. So if they're uh, you know, locally married, they have to then have that ceremony. So sometimes it takes all day to ordain one guy. So we're really, really happy for what's going on there, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you, Mark, for being with us. Thank you for coming here, um, and please tell Megan that we missed her as well, but you. you did a great job, and we're Thank very you. happy to have you here. Um, please do take your prayer cards. Just so you know, if you get the weekly email from King of Glory on Tuesdays, when we get their update, uh, I post a link in that email so that you can click on to get to their newsletter. So I get their newsletter and then I put a link in there so that you can keep up with them as as well. Um, Mark is going to, are you going to go back out to the Narthex as well for sure. after this? Um, so can you have some things out there that people can see and touch and all sure. that stuff? Um, and Mark, before you go, if we could pray for you, Absolutely. that'd be wonderful. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for Mark and for Megan and their partnership uh, with us and our partnership with them. Lord, we ask that you would richly bless the Lutheran Church in Uganda, all the seminarians, Lord, all the pastors, and God, all of their families who are um, at home being cared for by others, but apart from their spouse, Lord, we ask that you would sustain them and encourage them in their relationships especially the relationship with you. Bless Megan and Mark as they travel back, uh, learn to their home there now, and that uh, you would continue to work through them as you have so greatly in these last couple of years. 
Lord, help us to wake up every morning and ask, how, how will you use us today, God? How can we be of service to you? Um, thank you for Mark and Megan's witness to us as fellow Christians in the faith. And Lord, thank you that um, all these little connections between uh, Uganda and camp and Colorado and Lord, all those places that um, you have brought through uh, your son Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit, thank you for those connections. And Lord, let us always remember that we have brothers and sisters in Christ everywhere, uh, even those that we don't know um, even today. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to the King of Glory Church Education Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God and His people, grow in faith and love, and live through service and sharing. Visit us on the web at kogva.org.